Have you ever wondered why noticing goodness makes the world a better place for someone else? We've been curious, and we wondered what would happen if we asked people to share their stories. So, welcome to the Noticing With podcast. We're so glad you're here. Hello, everyone. I'm Amy Johnson. I am, among many things, the founder of the Notice Network, and I am so excited to get to be a part of this Noticing With conversation. Inside the framework of a few simple questions, we want to get the real uncut perspective of people in our community. We want to know how people are noticing goodness and how that's changing their perspective in their life. Thank you for tuning in. We hope that you'll find this positive podcast will inspire you to notice goodness too. Today on Noticing With, I get to talk with Karen Houck. Karen is a wife, a mother, a creator of so many ripples of goodness, And as you'll soon hear, she became my friend this year in the most serendipitous way. Karen, along with her daughter, Ashley, founded Alyssa's Wishes, which is an amazing organization that I cannot wait for her to tell you more about. Karen's story is such a beautiful example to me of how we can choose every day to rise from the hardest of times and still find our ways back to noticing goodness. Her story is full of great perspective and sage advice like the importance of good goodbyes. I am so excited to share this powerful conversation with our community. So without further ado, let's do some noticing with Karen Houck. Hello everybody and hello Karen. Hello. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I love it that you're here because it matters to me so much that we have this conversation and it matters to me so much that everybody else get to hear your perspective on life and the world and all the things. So thank you for being here. I appreciate the opportunity to be here. You are welcome. So I um, love serendipity. I think it's a cool word. Um, I actually just recently rewatched the movie Serendipity. One of our uh, I love that movie. Um, but I, I do, and I think that it's really important to kind of set up this conversation to say how amazing timing and serendipity is in the world. And to almost just kind of, it's a fun story. So um, for those people who know me who listen in, we moved our daughter to New York. Um, this fall. But before we did that, back in June, we took her out there for three weeks for an intensive and we went out for the first few days of it. And while we were in New York, while I was in my hotel room in Times Square, I got a message from our mutual friend, Jennifer, saying, if you haven't met this person, Karen, yet, I would love to connect her to you. And I would love for Haley to get to tell her story on your blog. And I said, great, because I love Jennifer. If you guys don't know Jennifer Hunsinger, you should. I bet you do. Everybody should. Everybody should. She's an amazing human. And so, of course, without much further ado, I'm like, introduce us. That's awesome. And she connected us via text, I think. Is that yeah, right? Initially? She started a group text. Yes. And then I was telling you, I will be back in town next week. I'm in New York. And you're like, hold on. That's my home state, right? Where exactly are you? Where are you? Right. And so I can't believe that I was in your home state. Well, the last several years, you've lived here in Lee Summit, and we'd never met before. Correct. And then here I was coming back and, and excited to meet you and find out about the work you were doing. 
only to before we even hardly got into that, you start offering support and love and encouragement for the fact that we are taking our daughter to live in your home state. And just your generosity and your willingness to share what you knew and who you know <laughs> and and to support our family when you didn't even know us yet. So it just, from the second I've known you, it just has felt like a divine connection and I appreciate it well, so much. I appreciate your kind words and um, I'm going to correct one thing. You okay. say New York State, but you're talking about the city, which is a magical that's place. True. That's so true. You were talking about New York City, Manhattan of all things. So that's... Yes. that's New York City. It's but you're from... Thing. I'm from Long Island. Long Island. Island. So that's so. why I say the state. Okay. I want to make sure and um and honor that, but there's no part of me that doesn't want to say New York City. Yeah. It is an amazing magical place and, and it is like no other i mean everything yes. every stereotypical thought you've ever heard about it is most likely true except we're very nice people clearly i'll be honest i have been now several times in new york in my life and every single time mm-hmm. i have met the nicest people i honestly have never met people in new york that weren't nice right. i'm not saying they're not there i can read the reports you know i suppose <laughs> if i wanted to but I, so it's i know i have a tendency to look for goodness but um it's really no surprise to me that your authentic experience in New York over a lot of time right. has been that there's so much goodness. Right. Because every time I've gone, I have experienced it um, in, in many, many ways. So And being here in Missouri, um, when I talk about some of the things that I've gotten to do over the years, certainly during those years, um, well, I have a 33-year-old daughter who went to Marymount Manhattan to study acting, who ended up being a playwright, and we immersed her in Broadway because we were a train ride away as a family, um, to have you tell me that that's what you're doing at this stage of life in 2021, for me, that just like took the cap off of a a bottle of great memories and great opportunities that we all have had. So um, I was incredibly surprised and happy by that as well, and that serendipity of that that I'm here being able to tell you about whatever, the Apollo. All the things. All, all, the all things. things, yes. Yeah. And you have um, been so generous in sharing that. So personally, I'm so grateful um, to you for being you. And then as a community member, I am so blown away by what you've done in our community. And it's of no surprise to me that Jennifer was like, hey, why haven't you guys talked yet? Now, I will say I've seen you online. I know a little bit. I knew before meeting you right. a little bit about what you're doing. Uh, I remember uh, maybe years ago you liking a comment that I made about there's more than 30,000 people notice and that's more people than will fit in Madison Square Gardens. Now it comes together for me and I'm like, oh, that's why she loved that. Um, and I think you said something about that, you know, yeah. just like that being a, a special place for you. So um, it is for me too. And um, I think over the years on our blog, I've mentioned that, like I've stood outside there and imagined what if we filled this place with people who are connected by the intention of noticing goodness in themselves and others. Like we could solve all the world's problems. We could have all the feels. It'd be so good. So, um, so you and I are also kindred spirits in that we want to make a difference. Yes. And you have a really, really compelling reason to do the work you do. Yes. So with this little introduction set up, I really haven't told people what you do yet or who you are. So I want to turn it over to you and let you kind of introduce yourself. Okay. What do you want people to know about you? Um, my name is Karen Houck, and um, I'm the mom of two girls, uh, Ashley, who is 33, and Alyssa, who passed away at age 20 in 2011. Um, I've lived in Lee Summit now for just about 
four years. I'm in Missouri for about six. So I'm a transplant. And I came the long way through Louisiana. <laughs> yeah, so you did. Doesn't a, everybody know? Yeah. So that's a story for another day. <laughs> um, uh, after Alyssa passed, obviously everything changed. And I was always on the, a path for a place to put my grief and my energy. Um, in that story, you end up with a lot of anger and questions and you carry a lot of things. So, um, about 2017, I discovered the Kindness Rocks Project uh, when a friend of mine who lived in Florida at the time sent me a picture of a rock, a ladybug rock of all things, and said that people down in Vero Beach do this thing and that I was always crafty and that I should look into it and maybe that was something I would want to do for Alyssa. It was around July, which is Alyssa's birthday, July 15th. And all the years past, we would always try to um, honor her by doing something very one-time specific. We would adopt a seal or we get a tattoo or um, we've done very singular for that day sort of things. So um, I started uh, Googling, as we do, about the Kindness Rocks Project and the Vero Beach Group and found Mega Murphy and the Kindness Rocks Project, which is based out of Cape Cod, Massachusetts. And um, by the end of the day, I had decided that we were going to do that ourselves, Ashley and I, and we ended up naming it Alyssa's Wishes. So our mission was to paint rocks um, and seashells, but mostly rocks, and get them out into the world to be able to continue to tell her story and also share random acts of kindness um, with strangers or people that then become your friends. Um, <laughs> Yeah, uh, around the world. When Alyssa passed away, she, even at age 20, had a bucket list. And one of the things was to travel the world. Mm -hmm. So our mission was to try to make that happen. And um, we've been pretty successful now in the four years that we've been doing that. You have. I um, don't know if all of our listeners have made the connection to um, the blog article that Haley did do about Alyssa's wishes. So luckily, because Jennifer introduced us, mm -hmm. then Haley was ever able to interview you. And um, in that, you shared, I'm trying to make sure I'm right, Disney World, there were pictures in, where else? Um, we have were, really, we've been really, everywhere. We have, well, yeah. we have a .org website. So it's okay. Alyssa'swishes.org. Okay. Um, my husband, Kirby, mans that, my tech, my tech help. Yeah, and, um we started filling in the maps. Okay. So at one point it was, let's get to all the states in the United States. And then we did that. And then we got to London. And then we got to Italy. We just were back in Italy. Um, and what would happen is we would have people who would, friends of ours, who knew that we were going to take a trip and say, could I take a few rocks with me? Or because Ashley worked in Manhattan up mm -hmm. until... The pandemic yeah. they would be in her office and people from her office or people that would visit her office would take rocks with them to random places so we once ended up in india because a gentleman found a rock at a pizza place in times square yes we've gone to australia via london um and we have been to a lot of the islands you know we've gone on cruises so wherever i go there's always rocks yeah. in my purse there's rocks in my purse right now um, so we have been working to fill, um, the maps and if you, you know, on the website themselves, he keeps up with filling them in. And whenever we get pictures from the people that have found them, cause we put a little direction with them on the back of the rocks to please share a picture. They can, they can, it's fine yeah. either way. Um, then those pictures will, uh, are up on the website okay. for everybody. To see. I remember the first time you came to this office and I remember like a couple days later I was coming to the office. And I'm like, what is that? 
and you had left little rocks for me. And I'm like, oh, that I'm that's a good sign. I need to slow down. I didn't realize they were there mm-hmm. for a couple of days. Mm-hmm. And they were it just literally was such a surprise and such a joy to see them. And um, one thing that I love about this is that a rock is so simple and yet wow the power it can have and so it's very similar in my mind to a keychain or a card or anything um you know people have asked over time like how do i notice and do i need the noticed keychain or card or whatever and i'm always quick to say no i never really wanted to get into the keychain business now i will say that i think having a tangible is really important because it anchors for somebody what just happened, that experience. And so um, whatever it is, I think it's important. And I think the notice gifts make it easy. Right. Just like your rocks make it easy. It's like somebody would be willing to share kindness, but maybe doesn't know how, but they can pick up a few of your rocks. Right, exactly. And um, I love that connection that both of our projects have. It's really good. And um, the rocks themselves, uh, it over over time, it's come to be true. It It proves itself on its own all the time that often the right message finds the right person uh, and that those are the bonus days those are like you know that's just like about serendipity yeah exactly yeah and that like sure. magical like you can't you can't even make you know like up. we i was home uh, just a few weeks ago on long island and i put out maybe you know 100 rocks let's say over the course of a week and you know you don't necessarily always hear about them mm-hmm. there's a couple of places that have a garden um that i traded out rocks and brought rocks back here to missouri and left rocks on the cool. Um, so those people you talk to, but I know that they're going to be found if they're not found already. You know now that yeah. that person smiled, laughed, looked it up, didn't look it up, Absolutely. know this is story now. Um, and in that, with the kids, because a lot of families paint mm-hmm. and a lot of kids mm-hmm. hunt, especially here in Lee Summit, we have a very, very um, popular, busy uh, rock group, Lee Summit Rocks. Uh, they get disappointed when they can't find them or, you know, mm. or if somebody, if they paint and someone doesn't post a picture on their mother's Facebook or whatever. And there's a lesson in that too. Yeah. That you, it's quiet you kindness. Trust it. You trust that you did, mm. you know that you did a, a good thing and that there's a lesson in that, not needing the thank you, doing it for yourself. And for me now, the painting becomes, um, is my therapy. Yeah. So I put it all and I paint almost every day. I brought pens with so, me to Long Island. I didn't bring the whole the, yeah, whole, the whole bag, but I brought all the black yeah. pens to sit at the end of the day and just, you know, doodle a little. Just give yourself a chance to do that yes. as therapy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it's, it's Well, I love where you're going with that kind of not needing that immediate response of thankfulness, but mm-hmm. I, and not but and I think we get more of what we put out there. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't have to come back directly from that person. Right. But, you know, I do think that when we're putting that goodness out there, we just see it come back to us. That's well, the law. I, I, yeah, and I feel like, you know, you stack the deck a little, right? You know, yeah, I mean, exactly. you know, it's just... Um, True. You know, it's you, you get it out there so that um, it's moving from you and out into the yes. world. I mean, it kind of counterweights all the, and even, all the other. Even the, um, the person that messaged me to say that she had our rock and our message on her desk in, in uh, Australia. Mm-hmm. I was like, Australia I had no idea how we possibly could have found it, how we could have gotten there. And she told the story that she picked it up in the UK in like 2018 and never realized that she was supposed to let me know that she had it. Wow. So and then again, you, you know, what one I mean? day she just does. And then like, I have to wonder in the whole scheme of things, like, was that the day you needed to know? Right. Like, right. There's just like, like, it's just so cool to me. Yeah, There's, yeah, I start, the, I do have a magic wand, just so you know. Okay. So as much as I am practical and tactical, I love this, 
the the beauty of that yeah. that how does that even happen right and me as well I mean and, and those are the bonus days yeah. so I you know I lay in the middle of that you know what I mean I know they're out on their adventure and doing their you know the work of the mission you know yeah, what I mean I know so that good. I know that in my heart so I love that. and if I hear that somebody really appreciated it or it's their favorite color or some mm-hmm. kid smiled to had a bad day so be it that's, that's a good. bonus that's a bonus round. So my first question to you is, what are you thankful for right now? And you already started to say a few things, yeah. but I, I want to give you a chance to think about that. Like, well, I'm always thankful for my husband, Kirby, because he, for the most part, um, will always be like, okay, that sounds like a good idea, even when it's not necessarily a good <laughs> idea. Like, what do you think about making the library bigger? You know, whatever it is, what if we, you yeah. know, fill in the blank. And he's, um, we were only together for eight months when Alyssa passed. Okay. So, I mean, you know, he got thrown in the deep end of life real fast. Um, so, you know, we have come to a place where we are so solid yeah. based on that because people either come together or fall apart yeah. in that situation yeah. often. So um, he never got to meet her, which was a thing for us. But, you know, at the same time, uh, he is that guy. He is the rock. So other than the, he's also the tech guy, but he is, I'm always thankful for him. He works super hard. And um, like I said, I, it's only been a very few times in, in a decade that he said, I don't think we should do that. <laughs> he's always like, I think we can make that happen. Okay. Yeah. You know, he's that guy. So That's I appreciate so awesome. that. Yeah. So, yeah so often behind movements like yours, there is that, you know, that just solid commitment to seeing things come to life. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I definitely am grateful for that for Carl in my life. And and sometimes it's as simple as not thinking I'm crazy or at least telling me, no, I don't think he thinks I'm crazy. <laughs> but I mean, sometimes it's just that belief. Yeah. Like, okay, that's your idea. Then, then yeah, we should do that. But right. sometimes it, it is that hard work. And I hear you saying that Kirby does the the hard work of it too sometimes right. oh, for you. Yeah. And I, yeah. I just can see like where you Like the actual so work and then just supporting me. And yeah. I mean, and the fact that I'm, he grew up in Overland Park. So that's how he ended up in Missouri. Okay. His mom is still in Overland Park and his brother's here and his grown son is here. Um, so when we came here, you know, part of what I said was that means I get to fly home twice as much. Right. And he said, of course. And literally over the years that we've been here, I was able to do that, you know, pre pandemic anyway. Um, so I go home for, you know, birthdays, Adele shows at Madison Square Garden, whatever it may be, you know, I used to be able to, and he would never say, you know, I don't would prefer you don't do that. He'd always be like, yeah, that sounds great. You should do that. Go do that. Yeah, and so then, wonderful. Yeah, and now on top of that, the cherry on the cake is that Ashley um, and her husband John and my 20-month-old granddaughter are here living in Lee Summit, what which happened like seven, eight months ago. Um, they sold their Jersey house, New Jersey house, and came here. So, um, yeah, I'm, every day I get up and I go see Alice, and she's magical, magical Alice. That's her title. That's so awesome. And, um, yeah, I couldn't. I still can't believe it, even this far into it. Yeah. I still can't believe that that's what we do. It's no surprise here. to me that at the top of your thankful list are those people who mean the most to you, mm-hmm. just knowing you. And um, I think that relates to a lot of people. I think that a lot of people, if if they were given the question and had time to pause, would be able to reflect on those people who are closest to them. Right. One thing I have heard you say, though, um, intentionally is, how you treat those people with intention because of your story. Right. Um, and I think a lot of times even, um, and I heard this so much during like actual lockdown, like people talking about like I'm in the house with these people and the closest to, oh yeah, I should notice goodness in them. I should be thankful right. for them, you know? Right. And so, so often we, um, it's, I think we can all benefit from the reminder 
to pause and just be thankful for those we care the of most course. about and who care about us. Well, and I mean, we always, uh, it's human nature to tend to want what you don't have at mm. the moment. Now, Ashley and I have not lived in the same place since she went off to Marymount Manhattan in 2006. Okay. Um, you know, and then I left Long Island in 2011. And, you know, um, so for her to be here, you yeah. know, to see her every day or to be able to see her every day um, is... You know, like I said, I still really, I, I can't, I can't even still believe it. Yeah. You know, that she's here. Such a gift. Yeah. So with all of life, the whole story, and you know, we've talked, um, and anybody who follows this knows me. I love to notice goodness, but more than that, I love to notice. I see you. I hear you. You matter to me, whatever that is. Right. Um, but I believe in positivity. I believe in positive strategies. And with that, I find myself gravitating toward people who also appreciate that. And, and my question for you is, how do you keep a positive mindset or choose a positive mindset on days where you need to choose it? Um, yeah, well, and that's, that's most days. I mean, yeah. like, you know, I work really hard at this. Um, this being to stay positive, to not fall, not wallow. Um, not fall into any kind of abyss about, you know, our realities. Um, I feel like I start each day, I try, and most days I get to start each day with quiet and coffee. Mm. Um, even when Kirby's home on the weekend, because he usually leaves before me, he knows the news doesn't go on mm-hmm. <laughs> if I'm having coffee. Um, so that kind of sets literally the tone for yeah. my day. I like to start slow and quiet as much as possible. I will get up and sleep less just to have that time before I go out into the world, if I have to go out into the world. And I know myself well enough at this point to know that that's important. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm usually always tired. So a little more tired matters less than And you know, when you say that, do you mean like, you know what your day will be like if you don't get that quiet and coffee? I just just appreciate it. Yeah. I just sit and I appreciate it. I like that first cup of coffee. I'll you know, look at what's going on in social media world. I'll just kill that first half hour or maybe an hour on a weekend day and just sit in the quiet, yeah. usually with the dog. You know? Yeah, but, yeah. Um, I just, I just appreciate it. I like that's, I like those days that start like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't like to jump and go. You know, I don't yeah. like noise in the morning. Yeah. I like it quiet. Okay. So that's for starters. And then... I usually end the day with the painting, so um, I often paint things I need to hear. Mm. So, I mean, I do paint for, you know, the kids or a theme. You know, we're painting Halloween right now, pumpkins and spiders and stuff, which are just fun. Yeah. But I am, you know, no day but today. You know, all the things, you know, um, practice positivity. You know, I paint those words constantly as like a mantra to myself. So, um, that definitely keeps it at the front of my brain. Yeah. I remember one time when we were together, um, I can't remember who knows there was something going on in the world specifically related. If I said that to anybody who's listening in the last, what, 21 months, it could be anything. (laughs) Right. But there was, there was like this tension and I remember, you saying at the time that you had painted like peace Mm -hmm. and you'd painted phrasing around the word peace that you were literally sending peace out into the world. And that, Um, that what a strategy. Well, that uh, I needed. So, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? So when, and I think it goes back to the, 
what we were talking a little bit about before too, and the bonus of when the right message does find the right person. Yes. Because it's something 75% of the time that I needed to say and they needed to hear. Wow. Not just, you know, a smiley rock. You yeah. Know, like a little bit more to it than that. Yeah. Um, so and someone even... might need a smiley rock and find your smiley rock. Exactly. But there's also this piece that's a little deeper. Right. That was a little more intentional or right. uh, not, maybe not even the right. And the, the smiley face could be super happy too. That could be the exact right thing somebody right. needs. But I love that you are intuitive enough to say and checked in with yourself enough to say, what do I need? And then confident enough to know, I'm going to put that out there and the right person's going to find that. Yeah, and I, I, I again, I, I think it comes down to knowing that painting what I need to hear is a way to make that happen. Yeah. So, I mean, not that, you know, that I'm, I'm saying it to myself, but I'm saying it through the pen. Yeah. Um, is is really important to me and obviously therapeutic because it's really when I don't paint for a couple days or if there's a day or two I don't paint I feel the urge to paint one thing I hope people hear from that even if they interpret it in their own way like maybe somebody's not into painting but 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 it doesn't matter like a lot of times it's daunting to imagine I'm gonna journal even Mm -hmm. even that though though when you say you should journal about it you're not saying you have to write your dissertation it feels like it kind of right so there's like I think such a beauty and freedom in the simplicity of the fact that you might need peace and you might literally just pin the word peace in right. a beautiful way and you're finding relief and positivity from that. Right. And so that's an invitation to everybody listening. Like what is a way you could simply embrace? Right. And I am crafty but not artistic. Ah. So there's a difference. I've seen your rocks. They're pretty cool. Well, I appreciate you saying so. But I I mean, I have friends now. Well, in, there's a rock community. Yeah. Whenever I say in the yeah. rock community. In the rock community. Um, that are truly talented with paintbrushes. <sighs> you know, and I'm more of a quotes and smiling yeah. faces and butterflies and, you know, yeah. more simpler things. Yeah. Um, not that one is more right. important or powerful than the other. But again, I have friends that bring me things that I'm always like, whoa, <laughs> yeah, know, like, for sure, you know, could yeah. be on. It's one thing I appreciate about art, though, is that, you know, there's so many variants and anytime someone is courageous enough to put what they had thought of on whatever the, mm-hmm. the medium is, mm-hmm. it's, it's beautiful to me. Well, and you, I, we um, didn't talk about it yet, but in 2018, on the first anniversary of me starting to paint rocks, we created a permanent rock garden in front of our house. Okay. As a big ladybug rock that I had Kirby drag out of the creek and made it into thank you, a ladybug. Kirby. Yeah, thank you for that, honey. Um, and we made a permanent spot for rocks to always be available to people. And it's interesting because both adults and children will come by and there'll be a plethora of things to choose from. From kids bring me rocks, adults bring rocks, people trade out rocks what they gravitate to yeah so then they have a choice of 20 or 50 some days out there and they're not all just mine yeah and you know some five-year-old is gonna take one thing but some adult who's stopped by is gonna you know it's so it's it happens on its own as well yeah and what a beautiful imagery for community that it's not everybody's not drawn to the exact same thing Mm -hmm. it's all good Mm -hmm. you know it's all good to give and receive and exchange there makes me super happy when they're sitting on the sidewalk out there pondering yeah pondering me i like i have um a couple of girls that ride on their scooters like middle schoolers Mm -hmm. they're very they're very um pensive okay yeah hard about their choices that is cool yeah that is really cool 
So obviously, uh, you notice goodness. You just you just gave a great example. But how do you take time intentionally to notice goodness in yourself and in others? Myself, I still work on hard. Um, yeah. Our genetics, our family genetics, are challenged in that regard. Come, my my mom has um, like an anxiety disorder, so um, you know that that negative voice is very loud mm-hmm. in my genes. Mm-hmm. Um, I know it. I hear it. I holler at it accordingly. <laughs> um, but yes, I know that the things that we are doing are good. I know my intentions are good. Mm-hmm. Um, I say those words to myself. Yeah. Um, as far as other people, I am the person who will always, oh, always is such a bad word, often, most often, yeah. uh, send the text or a message or some kind of, well, now that we have phones, it's yeah. mostly a text, but um, when I'm thinking about somebody. I have kind of a spidey sense, mm-hmm. and if somebody pops into my head randomly, I'll be like, hey, just thinking just about you. Just taking the time I to hope, do that in that yeah, moment. Hope you're having a good day. Hope wow, all is yeah. well, especially now that we're so separated, and I'm so far away from a good portion of the people yeah. that are my friends or family now. Yeah. Um, so I, And I started doing that over the years because people, when they do see me, will always say, I think about you and Alyssa mm-hmm. often. And I'm always like, well, that would be really nice to hear on any given Tuesday Wow! over the last three years when I have last seen you, you know, Mm -hmm. but I appreciate that. And I don't necessarily doubt it. Yeah. But that last step of actually taking the Mm. 45 extra seconds or a minute to send the message, I feel like carries a lot of weight. So I've kind of adopted that over the years because there's, you know, we had a big circle. I had a big circle on Long Island. Um, when you raise your children in a tiny town, mm-hmm. everybody knows everybody, and which was awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I was, I was going to tell the story. Well, Lissa was uh, was punished. For, I don't even know what. She was eighth grade, and she was doing track. And she wasn't, some, my girlfriend's new, and she was walking from track practice to the 7-Eleven. And uh, somebody called me to say, Alyssa's out uh, walking to 7-Eleven. I'm like, she's at track, and she's allowed. That was my town. Oh. My, so you couldn't really step like it across. takes a village it is a village I, it was a village yes it is a village still I think yes um so those you know we had a lot of people you know mm-hmm. and um I still have a lot of those people I would like to think it's not necessarily because of such the tragedy that is our story but because we were so close then yeah. you know and we yeah. all raised our kids together and you know your your um counterparts when you're raising your children or you have shared experience with your kids those yes. are your people that's your the community that you build over those yeah. years. So um, so I, that's how I notice um, the people around me. Or if I think somebody, I send the text. And I guess in general, in goodness, I'm the person who will tell you I like your shirt at the Sprouts. <laughs> I'm that person. I'm that creepy person. <laughs> Is that creepy? I don't, I don't even think know. that's creepy at all. But you know what I mean? I'd be like, oh, nice shoes. You know? Yeah. I was just yeah. at the bank and somebody had a very nice ensemble on. I'm like, oh, fabulous Friday. Oh, yeah, you look nice. great. Oh, that's awesome. So I'll do that. I do think those little things stick with people, even when they're, you know, somebody you don't know. And it's, you know, it's like we can kind of um, put just, put that in our bank if we'll allow ourselves to right. receive it. And so I do think those little things make a difference. I I can't help but hear a common theme in both how you notice yourself and others of evolution, of of practice, of of refining over time and growing into noticing goodness. Yeah, maybe. for sure. Yeah. Well, I spent a year on the couch yeah. when she passed away. It was at least a year. Very My husband long. would come in and he'd be like, we're going to go to the gym, put your shoes on. I'd be like, mm, I'm not going. Literally, I spent a year on the couch. 
Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you know, obviously getting back to life for right. him, for Ashley, was a process. Yes. You know, um, the reality is still very big. So, yeah. Um, so, yes. I feel, I feel, the, emo- I feel I like the emotion word. in that um, in such a way that... Um, that I hope transcends just an audio recording. Um, there's, there's this importance to holding space mm-hmm. and honoring the goodness that's come, but honoring the whole totality of every part of it. And so I think one thing that happens sometimes in this space of positivity or positive thinking um, and noticing goodness falls on that is that the assumption is we want to move as quickly and as efficiently as possible from the reality to the positive. Mm-hmm. And although I believe wholeheartedly in the strategies that help us supersede our trauma, I don't think we need to do it as quickly and as efficiently as possible. Right. I think we need to maybe even want to do it quickly and efficiently because we're human and we have that fighting spirit. But to sit with each stage and to watch, I guess, now that I didn't get to know you 10 years ago, right. but getting to see you now and to, to honor where you're at now, we could spend the whole conversation talking about just where you're at now and it'd be a great conversation, right. but it wouldn't really make sense. No, I get it. I agree. So it's like we come, we come back and I, I hear you kind of going back and, and referencing that in this way that just has so much honor and beauty in it. Um, and at the same time, I don't want you to be in pain, right? So as a friend, I'm sitting here like, oh gosh, danger, Will Robinson, let's not go there. Well, and I'm, yet I don't because right. I want to honor you. Right. No, and I, I want to honor Alyssa and Ashley and Irby, everybody. Right. Well, and I appreciate that. And I mean, there's no way that I knew when to have these conversations. Yeah. I knew that we were going to do talk about the hard stuff. I mean, yeah. you can't get to today without going through yeah. the other stuff. So, yeah. I mean, I appreciate that you, you know bad i apologize to one person probably almost every day about crying because i often cry randomly you know again maybe at sprouts or yeah you know somebody's talking about or somebody out front will ask me tell me about Alyssa, you know at the garden or um the library and um you know i'll start to talk and i always often get choked up yeah i was a crier before my girlfriend margaret would say does everyone know you were a crier before this horrible thing happened like yes yes now they do um so you know but so I'm always looking to make other people not feel bad, but I want to tell the story. So I, yeah. you know what I mean? I, I, I knew that I would get choked so, up. So, so, um, it's, it's, it's an important part when you think about, um, like I was going to ask you what goodness you've seen lately. Mm-hmm. And I, I want you to answer that. I, okay. That's my question. But when you think about the fact that having Alyssa's wishes be the name of your organization, it's on your rocks and people are wanting to know. Right. Is that part of the goodness that yes. her story yes. and you getting to tell her story is so alive and well? Well, yeah, because she, you know, she passed when she was 20. I mean, she was in the middle of being, you know, getting a bridesmaid's dress for her sister's wedding and planning a 21st birthday trip to San Diego. And, you know, I mean, it was, you know, an unfortunate statistical fluky thing that she passed. I mean, she passed from an accidental prescription drug overdose. So where are statistic? which makes me mad, makes my Italian mad. Come out, yes. Um, so, I mean, I don't like that, you know what I mean? And I want, I mean, her short life obviously had a lot of weight and meaning for all of us, but 
we're going to make sure that it goes bigger than that. that yeah. Like, you know, I can't quit. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No, absolutely not. So, of course, yes. Um, so, and to be able to continue to tell her story and to sit here with you, whether I'm yeah. crying or not, is still all I can do as yeah. a mom. Yeah. Right? Turn my, it around. My heart hears that. Yeah, because, you know, I couldn't fix that, so I could do this, right? Yeah. So. Yeah. That's... There's so many people who um, I hear, especially now that we've literally made the connection of being friends. Right. And then I, like, am out and about, and I hear people talking about the influence that you've had on them, and they've noticed this goodness because you've put it out in the world. And I hope that feels important and real and all the things. I know that you're fueled by so many people and I know there's so much goodness you notice that fuels you. I just think it's the most beautiful example of community. It really is. It's just, we're not supposed to do this alone. Right. Well, clearly. And it has taken on a life of its own. Yeah. Because in 2020, July of 2020 on her birthday, we said, hey, what if we open a little free library in front of our house in addition to the, the Kindness Rocks Garden? And didn't really think about the fact that we were in the pandemic and the kids were home and the libraries were closed. And we already had traction from the rock garden. We were already a destination in our community. And um, and it took off immediately. I People are like, where do you get your books? I'm like, every single book that's come through there has been donated. So there's a tote that sits out there. I can come home on any given Saturday and there's stuff on my porch. Uh, um, and whenever I need anything, like we're a little low this morning, I said, I can't believe I'm saying this, we're a little low on just regular old storybooks, you know, like Dr. Susie kind yeah. of size, middle yeah. of the road storybooks. So I hope, I'm thinking the tote might be full when I get home, you know what I mean? <laughs> <You> <laughs> just, if there's a need, it's just being right. met yeah, no, by seriously. the community. Wow. Um, so it's just, it's really self-perpetuating now. Wow. I just sort of kind of steer the ship a little. Yeah. And, well, and I mean... I know there's, you say that, but I know there's so much work that goes into that, um, that you have told me you do joyfully, but it is a lot of work. It's a bit of work. It's a bit of work. It's a bit of work. It's Not a, a lot. Work. We won't call it a lot. It's a bit of I, work. I was FaceTiming with my husband while I was in New York, trying to have him fill the library, show yes. it, because I have it set by genre and book size. Of course and you do. All my, you know, I'm using my powers for good. It's not a book house or a book table. It's a library. Right, it's a library. You've yeah. got it organized. Oh, would you like nonfiction, please? Please hold. Um, yeah, so people actually um, will reach out and ask okay. if I have certain things. And if I have them, I throw them on the porch because we have so much. We've actually been able to fill libraries up in the Kansas City metro That's that awesome. are not stewarded because we have so much. I have books in my car at all times. So if I pass a little free library, I'm always like, yeah. Okay, so let me make sure that that's full. That's so great. Um, so I continue. Um, every book gets touched and stickered. During the pandemic, every book got wiped down until we learned that yes. we didn't have to do that anymore. Yes. But literally, I've wiped every book down in the beginning. And I'd say we're crossing over the 10,000 book mark. Incredible. At this point. We Incredible. have bookmarks in the library. You know, I love a good theme. So, you know, there's Thanksgiving, Halloween, Christmas. You know, I just yeah. will just keep doing that. But, keep going. Yeah. It's but, so incredible. I know it's touched so many people and just to give people the sense of joy to go and get to do that, have something to do for a while there was like this gift in and of itself. And then to have people know that so much care and love is put into it, it just feels good to be part of it. So. Well, I like when they get out of the car squealing. <laughs> That's always a great thing. And the, the grownups or the kids? Oh, both. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then um, Jennifer Hunsinger gifted us uh, and Project Happiness gifted us a bench. 
So it's actually people, like you could look out my dining room window and there's people, there's dogs. It's just always, you know, it's just happy so out there. Joy. Yeah, it's so very, much joy. And I mean, how, I, no matter what your day is or your mood may be at any given time, there's no way that you can't be affected yeah. in a good way by that. We're certainly going to put the links to Alyssa's Wishes okay. so that people can find you if they yes. don't know where you're at. But it is it's definitely a destination that is a feel-good. And our neighborhood is quite magical. So is <laughs> you do people. have a magical street. <laughs> we do. So I know that we're coming up on an important time. Yeah. And I guess the question is, what does that mean? It's a question I've been I've been mulling um, for a couple months now. I turned sixty in May. Alyssa would have been thirty in July, and I was thirty when I had her. And this year she'll be gone ten years. So all the zeros and all the milestones have been heavy, yeah, heavier. Um, and I I don't know. I really haven't come to that uh, conclusion yet. I mean. Uh, Esh and I have talked about it a few different times. Um, I will probably get a little more ink because that's what I <laughs> usually do. Um, I think I want Love Lives On mm, somewhere. Great. Maybe on my foot. Yeah. And um, But I wanted to do something with the library or with the general population of the people that follow us, which is, I mean, a little bit global. Yeah. Definitely, you yeah. know, bigger than Missouri. Um, and I... I I was thinking postcards. I, I want to, I've always said, make sure you say a good goodbye. You've heard me say this I before. I have heard you say that. Because, uh, you know, I didn't get to say goodbye to Alyssa. I mean, I saw her two weeks before she passed. Um, our family was a little bit estranged at the time. And I was living in Louisiana and she was with her dad in New York on Long Island. So, I mean, it was a little bit, I mean... You're never supposed to get that phone call about anybody. You yeah. Know? I just lost a friend who's my age, and even that call was out of the blue. You Absolutely. know what I mean? Um, so the last time I saw her was the day we looked for uh, bridesmaids' dresses for her sister's wedding, and we had a really great day with a bunch of people, my mom and my sister and some of Ashley's friends. And, um, and I was leaving my girls to go to a show with my sister. And uh, I was going to fly back to Louisiana the next morning, so I wasn't going to see them. So I said a, a goodbye to them, and they were both trying to figure out how they were going to get where they needed to go. Ashley was trying to get back to New Jersey, and, and Alyssa was trying to get to a different town on Long Island. And um, I got out to the car, and I realized that it was really rushed, and you know, my mother's dogs were barking or whatever. It was just not right. It didn't feel right. And I was going to be back in six weeks. And uh, so I went back in the house. And I looked them both in the eyes. Well, first they said goodbye to Ashley. I said, okay, bye. You know, let me, text me when you get home. And Alyssa was on the bench, my mother's dining room, just playing on her phone, trying to get a ride. And I was like, uh, I love you. And she looked up. She didn't say anything, but, you know, she heard me. So the very last words that I said to her was, I love you. I'm like, all right, talk to you soon. See wow. you in six weeks. Yeah. And out the door I went. So ever since that, and because of that, I always felt like you should always say what needs to be said because <laughs> you might really not get the chance, you know. Um, you know. She passed away the Saturday morning after Thanksgiving. It was two weeks after that night. So um, that really literally was the last time I saw her. Yes. And the last thing I said to her was, I love you. What so, a beautiful thing. 
it's as good as it gets. As good as it gets. In the story, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's... It is, again, as a friend, hard to not want that pain to go away and hard to know what to say. I don't know what to say. Well, that's the perfect thing to say. That's my grief lesson to the world. It's okay to say, I have no idea what to say to you because there's no words that really fix it. Yeah. Um, knowing that you would say something to fix it if there were things to say is is enough for me. 100%. Yeah. So. 100%. Um, and I, I have a magic wand, but I don't think that's going to work either, yeah, no. you know, right? So there's, there's like this, um, this beauty in you sharing your story and sharing it in this format where I think people who turn in, tune into this conversation expect it to be positive, and it is, even in the hard. Right. And, and, the, and the, the lesson of you saying, always say what you need to say, always leave the way you want to leave, be intentional. And, and make sure you take the time to send that text, to share that noticing, to do that thing. It's exactly um, the value and the reason for all the work that we're doing. Right. You know, it makes the world a better place. Yes. Why? Because of what you're talking about. It matters. Yeah. And how we are with each other matters. And um, I can't fix what I can't fix, but I can love you where you're at here today. Right. And I can encourage the world to do that for each other because I know it makes us better. And I think that there's a misconception, or in my circle there's been over the years a misconception, that when I say that, the words have to be harsh or unkind. And they don't have to be. They have to just be true. Mm. And they have to just be um, said with, uh, one would hope, the best of intentions. Because, again... We don't all have to agree. And Lord knows that's not a thing we're doing in 2021 <laughs> um, about a lot of things. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, we are all entitled to the same grace and the same uh, opportunity to have a different opinion. Yeah. And we could still love each other in that place. I don't get it. I don't. Yeah. It, it, that makes me the most frustrated <laughs> right now um, in my personal life, in the world, and all the things that there's, you know, there's, you should always be able to have the conversation. Yeah. Like I get before I left New York, the last thing I said to my sister is, "Is there anything else we need to say before I get on the plane?" She's yeah. like, "No, we're good." I'm like, "Okay, okay, okay." Yeah. I'm giving you the opportunity, you know. Yes. Yeah. Bring it, bring it, and and then if you ask the question, you also have to be ready to receive the answer. Absolutely. So that's yeah. that's an adulting. It's lesson. an interesting thing in in the education space. Um, we're actually kind of moving into this dialogue that we're having people around the concept of belonging. So not a new concept, but but applying it in the space of of learning environments, and a, it's it's so simple, but it's so huge. We say the simple question, "How are you doing?" is really a simple start to belonging. To creating an environment of belonging. Okay. But if the questions ask and you didn't wait for the answer, right. you just set yourself back yeah. two, three, four steps. Because it feels even worse to have somebody not listen to you okay. when given the chance. So there's really is that reciprocity. And I think there's um, a lot of times, and I, I this may be a, a almost Pandora's box to open, but I guess I would want your opinion or your advice. Sometimes to send that quick text to somebody feels like it's not just a 45-second text. That person's going to respond to me. It's an investment in time. I don't know if I have to give what that person might need. Okay. 
that that I, I've experienced that a little bit, but more than anything, I've heard that as feedback from people who say, I, I don't really have the energy to invest in noticing. Okay. That may not be, that's something we've never talked about before. Is that something you have any thoughts on in light of what you know and what you've learned? Well, for me personally, um, that would not be the case. Like okay. I would always, I would always receive those messages. Okay. Um, and I mean, again, we're adults well, we're supposed to be trying to be adults. <laughs> so we're supposed to be yeah. able to say, I'm with the baby now. I can't, yeah. I can't talk to you. Thanks for thinking of me. Yes. Because sometimes strangers even will send me messages. I get messages that are so um, emotional or mm. heartfelt or sad or, you know, or heavy, deep. heavy, yeah. deep yeah. things people send to me, you know, whether it's they found a rock or they saw, you know, the website or they, well, however they came to me. Yeah. I often don't know what to say more so than, you know, we're stronger together. I reiterate yes. my mantras. What you know. Because we are. Yeah. You know, I have a group of compassionate friends that have stood in this spot yeah. that no life only, you can only know life if you stand in this spot. Yeah. So. Um, so I, I hear you. The Maybe the advice to me and to everyone listening is to to be comfortable validating um, that that gift of somebody um, interacting with you that way, but also be able to set that boundary that says thank you. I I can't I can't do more than this right now. Right. Be comfortable with that, right. you know. And and I think a lot of times we do come up with kind of reasons why we can't, but to be comfortable enough to say like, your words mean so much to me, you know. I'm dealing with a lot right now. Right. Or this is a lot for me right now, but it's great to know you're there, that right. you care. Or that you were even thinking that of you me. You were thinking of me. And just right. and, and be able to to not keep that conversation right. going for, uh, you know, a big investment. And for more than, the more feels like, more than feels like is the right thing or authentic for you. Correct. That's really good. That's, that's actually really helpful, I think, because... Um, this, this perspective, when I think about the, the series of questions, they're, they're actually really intentional in, in the questions we have in this show. Cause what I don't want is it to seem scripted cause it's not right. what I don't want is it to feel like a production, but what I do want is there to be a frame where we can kind of get a theme of different people's perspectives on the same ideas, mm-hmm. same concepts. And what you just gave us was a way to have a positive mindset or a perspective or to do the good things, to notice the good things, even when it may not seem natural or easy or, and that's a perspective that you have because of your experience. Yes. And I also feel like when you send that text message or email whatever you're doing or you know you see somebody you know you you don't drive neighbors are out so you drive that way versus oh. this way kind of thing you know and you give the honk and the wave um i feel like it's okay you have to be ready for them to not necessarily be as yeah. receiving of it as you are yeah. of giving it in the moment as just kind of well like as, you said with the rocks trusting that right. they're gonna go out and do their thing right and however and i feel like because we were literally separated for so long as a as a universe, and you know, and we're you know coming out of that to whatever extent, um, I feel like that every that I can't imagine that there are people in the world that do not 
need that, even if they don't know they need that. <laughs> for some stranger yeah. to tell them they like what they're wearing. You know yeah, I mean? it's or... interesting. Over time, I've had this conversation with so many people around the basic human need of connectedness. Mm-hmm. We, we need connection differently Yes. as people. We are unique individuals, but whether or not we need connect- connection really isn't in question. Right. We are, I mean, the, the species needs connection. We, we've proven that over time, and we've seen what happens in horrific cases when people are isolated. Yeah, for sure. And, and certainly in the last... 21 months we've we've experienced a touch of that but i mean in in extreme cases where humans are left to their own they do not thrive right and so i get that there's varying degrees and i think somebody might be at the place in in this conversation where this seems a little i don't know maybe it's, it seems deep or esoteric or something like that but is that even a word is that the word i need i don't I think know. it's the word um but i i do think that um m- many times I have connected with people who have ideas like mine or similar to mine mm-hmm. in that, you know, noticing is a simple little thing. It's just a, it's just a goodness right. or rocks are just a simple little thing. They're a goodness. And underneath these like really lighthearted ideas are these really cool, deep stories. Well, you're going to love this. Still this waters. Statement. Yeah. Megan Murphy, the, the woman who started, well, you know, the United States version, the, the started the yeah. kindness rocks project. Um, she calls the project the art of connection. Yeah. That's always been her thing. Yeah. Um, and literally and figuratively, that is the truest of all things. Yes. Because I'm sitting in this chair, right? Right. Because of Jen, because of that. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's always more than because just a rock. You've heard me say that. It's always more than just a rock. Always. You know, and um, I find that literally from the very first time Charlene sent me the picture of the ladybug rock. And ladybugs were always our thing. I have a degree in horticulture, so we would let ladybugs free. I was, you know, like the hippie gardener mom, you know, <laughs> so we would do that for organic aphid cleanup on roses. Mm-hmm. So we always had ladybugs. But um, when she sent me the picture of the ladybug rock, I mean, clearly it was more than that rock. It yeah. really set us on this path um, mm-hmm. and all the people that we've met along the way. Yeah. I mean, it's. From the compassionate friends, you know, with like experiences that have lost children or you and everybody in between. Yeah. I mean, there's really no other way to describe that other than the connection from that. Yeah. Walking that path. So. I hope that we're going to go back and listen to this conversation and you feel as noticed as I hope you do. Because. Yes. I so notice you. I see you. I hear your story. And it matters to me. And it matters to so many people. And I know that. I also know that it's weird to have a spotlight shine on you. Um, well, I have, I have a thing with, oh. I have a thing with, um, about quiet kindness versus self-promotion. So I we are in a business of sorts. My husband calls it the kindness empire. He's like, I got to run the empire for four days while that you're away. That is awesome. You know, the empire. Um, so yeah, so you, and to make that more successful or to reach more people, there has to be a piece that is promoting it. You have to be saying, Hey, look what I'm doing over here. Come over here, hang out with me. And then at the other, you know, at the other end, some days, like you just said, that spotlight is hot and you might not be, you know, mascara ready for that. And then, you know, and then there are times where I do truly, you know, I always had said before I had the empire. Uh, that kindness was quiet. Yeah. You know, you're not, you're not supposed to be seeking that. You know what I mean? You do charity for charity's sake. You know, you, you know, I don't know if that's, you know, 
my good Italian Catholics rolling <laughs> around in the back of my head. But, um, yeah. you know what I mean? I had a sense of that. So that yeah. is a thing that, you know, that battles it out a little bit in my my soul yeah, from time I, to time. I, I think from a, a business perspective, an entrepreneur's perspective, I hear what you're saying and I, I relate to it from a human perspective sitting here across the table from you. I don't need to promote you. I just need to notice you. <laughs> I really am grateful. I know you. It's a gift. Well, I'm grateful to be sitting here telling you the story. Thank you. Thank you. Noticing With is brought to you by the Notice Network. Our mission is to help people notice the goodness in themselves and others, and we hope you always feel welcome in our space. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook at the Notice Network. And we hope you'll visit us online to check out our blog and online store at thenoticenetwork.com. I hope you enjoyed this episode and that you're looking as forward to the next one as I am. Until then, I hope you feel seen. I hope you feel heard. You know you matter and that you can share that goodness with the people in your life.